Hello and welcome back to the Replatform podcast. Today it's just myself, James, flying solo. Unfortunately, Paul is stuck somewhere in the middle of London in a taxi, uh, not knowing when he's going to be able to get through the traffic. So uh, it's a shame because we've got a, 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 um, a quite an exciting uh, episode today. We're going back into like the technology vendor space for, for uh, e-commerce and omni-channel and looking at a platform called Proximus, which is market leader in France and it's better known um, in the continent than it is in the UK, but is, is kind of rapidly expanding in the UK as well. And we've been talking to uh, Anais and Eric at uh, Proximus for a good few months to learn a bit more about the platform. Uh, it's positioned as a unified uh, commerce solution. It does more than just e-commerce has quite a wide range of um, solutions for omnichannel customers, including OMS. And it's quite an interesting modular service. We're going to focus in this podcast about what unified commerce means, why it's important and how Proximus position themselves and how they differentiate from other platforms. So quite an interesting one for a platform that I think quite a few people on, on Replatform won't know uh, as well as they do platforms like maybe you know, um, uh, a Hybris or a Magenta, etc. So first of all, um, Eric and Anais, welcome to Replatform. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Welcome. Um, Thank you for having us. We're glad oh, to be here. It's good to finally, I know it's been taking us uh, a bit of time to, to uh, sort our diaries out for you, but so thanks for your patience. So um, what would be really interesting, before we get stuck into questions about the Proximus technology and, and the reasons behind it, what would be great is you both introduce yourself, like who are you, what do you do, and then maybe just give everyone who's listening a flavour for, for what is Proximus, you know, uh, where does it fit in the market? Sure, um, maybe Eric? Yes, oh, I, start on this? Yeah. I will start, yes. So um, I'm Eric logel I'm VP Sales Engineering and Product Marketing at Proximus, which means I organize a pre-sales operation and I create the marketing content for the product. And as for me, uh, my name is Anaïs Vlapatrin, but the shorter form is Anna, and I'm in charge of the business development with Proximus in the UK. Wonderful. Um, who wants to, who wants to take the lead then on? Give give us the kind of elevator pitch on what is Proximus. Where how do you position yourselves in the market? And how do you differentiate yourselves? Well, um, to make it simple, Proximus is a unified commerce solution, and what it does is that it allows brands and retailers to unify the way they sell their products online, so the digital commerce and offline, the stores. And, and that really is a premiere because Proximus is not only an e-commerce platform, but also a cost solution to sell products in store. Um, about our customers, while well, there are companies who generate a GMV between five to 50 million pounds and uh, who also have stores. And we typically, um, compete against Magento and Salesforce Commerce Cloud um, today. And sometimes we face SAP Commerce Cloud or Shopify um, whenever we're um, answering to RFPs. Excellent. And so you're you know, up against some of the, the well-known and big players who uh, uh, obviously is you know, more established in the UK market, it's fair to say. How do you, how do you differentiate um, so to put it into language that a, a e-commerce team can understand, what is the key point of differentiation when uh, people are trying to compare you to the likes of a Magento or a Salesforce? Um, well, 
there are different solutions on the market. There are great e-commerce platforms, there are order management solutions, there are POS solutions, and each of those um, were designed in order to address one particular channel. And unlike those, Proximus um, is a unified commerce platform. So e-commerce is only part of the full solution. And um, it comes along with an order manager, it comes along with a POS, um, in order to address the the entire, um, you know, um, channel environment of the of the retailer. Okay, excellent. Thanks. So I think that's quite a nice introduction and, and like the position a bit. Hopefully, people understand now what Proximus is and where it sits. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the tech stack. What what, uh, what is Proximus built on? You know, what type of technology model is it? A SaaS um, product? Is it on-premise where people have to buy your technology and implement it themselves and host it? Um, how does it work? Can you just talk us through a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So Proximis is a SaaS platform actually hosted on Google Cloud Platform, which is a great partner for us. And uh, our tech stack is based on open source technologies. So PHP, Angular, MySQL, Elasticsearch. And um, we designed uh, the platform to separate the back office and the front end uh, using APIs. So it's a single back office for all selling operations, whatever the channel, and a single order management to fulfill the order. And we added um, what we call the unified data hub to manage all the data that you need, the products, prices, the stocks, customers, and, and so on. So having this back office, uh, allows you to sell on different channels using the same data, the same product catalog and the same promotion. So it's very easy for the merchant. And to make it even more easy, we have integrated natively a content management system to create the website and uh, uh, ready to use a POS and mobile POS for all uh, install operations. So it's also simple for the consumer because uh, he can purchase the products on a website, on a mobile app, in a store, or on a social network with the same account. Excellent. You mentioned about the, the um, separation of back-end and front-end and APIs. So for, for um, non-technical um, people listening out there, how extensive is the API? Could somebody take the Proximus uh, uh, commerce platform and put it into a completely custom front end using that API and have full access to all of the parts of the e-commerce system, including the checkout. Yeah, this is possible. But um, you know, uh, nowadays, um, retailers uh, wants to create their website very quickly. And uh, even if we had some projects um, in a headless way, you create your own front, um, most of the retailers uh, now want their um, new project very quickly. So um, uh, we have uh, today projects who are built in four, three, four, five months to replace an e-commerce website because they need uh, very quickly to replatform in order to have all the new features around the unified commerce. And uh, um, many of them started um, just before summer or during summer in order to have their new uh, e-commerce website um, for this uh, for the end of the year before Christmas, for example. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's that's. I guess that's quite a, a nice um, a benefit of being able to do both. Is a uh, is that if you're competing against um, API driven platforms, you have a solution that people tap into. Whereas if you're competing against a all in one quick rollout platform, then you have that capability as well. Um, yeah, okay, it. so that's that. Hopefully, that's given people a good flavour of, of of Proximus what it is as a, a um, as a platform. What would be really useful now is to drill more into unified e-commerce. I know it's a phrase that you use a lot. It's a key part of your market positioning and, and you see it as something that, that means something quite specific to e-commerce and omnichannel businesses. What, what would I love you to explain for um, our audience is what does unified e-commerce really mean to an e-commerce merchant? What, what capabilities are we talking about that you can enable? Um, well, it's not only a buzzword, and yes, it has been, it is used, overused, but um, it, it really is um, a way of, of, think, of, of seeing things and um, to define it, and thank you for your question, um, think about your customer journey. So in all Western countries, we see the same pattern. 80% of the purchases in a store are prepared online. Um, people use their phones, people use their um, computers in order to gather as much information as possible about the product that they want to buy. So the website today is like a front door to each store, um, a window where you can have a peek at what you actually want. So the website must not only offer home delivery, but also provide information about the products available in the stores. And information can be in multiple ways. Um, it can be real-time product availability in each store. Um, and it can be services like reserve and collect, pay and collect, curbside pickup. You're expecting um, as an online user to be able to reach out to the store whenever you're using the, the web platform, the e-commerce. So in fact, it's giving the possibility to a consumer to pay online for a product and collect it in two hours later in the store, um, for instance. And, and that is a must have now. We have actually um, customers who are making a third of the online sales that they're doing today, thanks to this delivery method only. So um, it's really about maximizing and optimizing the use of the online, um, the online scene. Okay, thank you for the clarification. And let's, what's, what I find useful for, for e-commerce audiences is to put this into the context of like challenges people face. So I know that the order management part is a key area of your platform, that the OMS, is, is, I guess it's a, a separate piece of the stack that customers can use if they need OMS capabilities. Can you talk us through, we've talked about this over the last few weeks with you, what are the most common challenges that uh, existing clients or potential clients are coming to you with and how does your platform help them to tackle those challenges? Yes, it's a big challenge. Each time we see supply chains organized in silos, uh, for example, a warehouse for the e-commerce website to propose only a delivery service or uh, a product, um, a product stock in each, in each store uh, dedicated to the store. So for each silo, uh, these retailers have a dedicated stock management and a dedicated order management. That's why when you are on an e-commerce website, you can only be delivered with the product coming from this dedicated, dedicated warehouse. And in a, in a store, you can only buy products that are available now in the store stock. And what happens when the item you want is no longer available in the store or no longer available in the warehouse dedicated to the website? Well, nothing. It's simply displayed out of stock. 
and in store, the sale associate will try to convince you to choose another product. So it's crazy when you see the numbers of sale you can lose this way because 25% in store because the products are sold out in the store. Even if the products still are available in other stores or in the warehouses. That's a challenge. And is, is this the primary reason why, um, I know in France, your heartlands, is this the primary reason why existing customers have come to you? Is it that they have complex challenges around order management and shipping? So things like split delivery, for example, um, is that what drives people to look at how Proximus solves that problem? Yeah, this is, this is often the, the, the first uh, thing uh, you, you think about because it's something you can see in your company. Uh, it sounds something very visible uh, because the, the other reason uh, people come uh, for Proximis is to, uh, to, to, well, to, to be aligned with the customer journey. And this is something which uh, is very difficult to know about. So um, the projects often start with uh, problems around order management, around supply chain, around uh, fulfillment, and so on. And in, in terms of like the extent of, of the native capabilities within Proximus versus when you then work with third parties, how does it extend into the shipping management piece? So does it have the ability to, to set complex shipping rules based on different products or different delivery addresses, different weights of product, or do you typically um, work with shipping management software connecting into your um, order management? Yeah, you have to, to separate the rules. Um, uh, first, um, Proximis is an order management, so it orchestrates the order. Uh, Proximis will define where uh, we can prepare, where we can fulfill the order, and sometimes uh, we'll split the orders in two, three preparations. Um, if necessary. And uh, we provide um, a back office for preparation in store or for preparation in a warehouse. And um, you, you can um, make all the operation inside Proximis. But when it comes to give your, um, your uh, parcels to the carriers, we will connect to a third party solution um, typically, we are working with IT in cell, which is a transport management system. Um, and this system um, can propose you the best carrier um, depending on criteria you can, you, can, uh, you can define and will provide you all the uh, features to uh, print uh, the tickets, to um, follow the, the shipment, to notify the consumer uh, when there is a delay and so on. So we, we, we make part of the job um, and the transport management system will do everything, everything what, is, uh, what has to be done uh, for the shipment. Yeah, that makes sense. And in terms of the level of integration, because I know you've got a modular stack and you've got the e-commerce, the OMS, um, how closely coupled are they because having worked on other projects where there are platforms that have oms modules there's still quite a bit of code work to get them set up it's not just configuration so i think it'd be really interesting for for the the listeners to understand if somebody takes proximus and they take the e-commerce and the oms 
how much development work is there versus actually its business rule configuration because the development and the integration between the two has already been done? Yeah, um, you have just to keep in mind that um, an order management is not here only to, to fulfill the orders. Well, uh, let me explain. When you sell a product, you must know how you can take the product and give it to the consumer. It is simple when you have a dedicated stock for each channel, but, um, but your selling capacity is limited to this stock. With an order management system, you can create fulfillment scenarios to use other stock locations through different delivery services, for example, home delivery, in-store pickup, and so on. And as the order management is integrated into Proximis, the platform can automatically and in real time display all the services that are available for each SKU. And when the checkout is finished, the same order management will keep the promise it helps to build. So, um, the into Proximis, the order management is a part of the, the information you can display to your consumer in order to convert them and to help them to, to buy your product. And it's also part of, uh, of the, the, the features to, to, to fulfill the orders. And uh, um, as, it, as it is integrated, everything is just about configuration into an administration back office. Okay, so within the back office tools, the business has the ability to set up the rules itself within there. So there are, I'm assuming there's- Yes, like, and, and change them day to day yeah. if, uh, if necessary. Okay, cool. <laughs> the, the, other, um, the other part of, of this unified commerce piece we were talking about with you is, is around unified checkout. So um, for example, shared basket. And I think shared basket means different things to different people. Let, let's get into that in a bit more detail. I think let's start off with why, what, what does unified basket mean and, and what is the shopper demand that you've identified? Yeah, this is an excellent question. Um, let me give you an example. Uh, you are looking for a white shirt and you go to the website and you found one and you see the promise displayed. Uh, which is it's always it's available in a store nearby and you can buy it now and pick it in uh, in two hours so good for you and you take it now you also want a jacket with this shirt you found the perfect jacket the good size the good color but it's not available now in the stem in the same store nearby so uh, what will you do uh, will you change your mind? No, you want this jacket. So um, even if you have to select another delivery method, so perhaps a home delivery or a pickup in another store, then you simply want choices, something convenient for you. And in a, in a classic commerce basket, you cannot have a different delivery method for each product. You have to select the same delivery method for all the basket. Uh, put it another way, your all actual e-commerce system would not allow you to buy this jacket because you cannot have it with the same delivery method than the shirt. So what do you think about that, James? Here, there is a consumer who wants to buy two items from you. You have, you have one, you have them in stock and you are saying to this consumer, sorry, I can only sell you the shirt. So you have created a frustrated consumer yeah. and it will never come back. 
Yeah, and often it is interesting because we talked about this quite a bit when we were initially looking at the platform and you, it can be achieved on other platforms, but it requires additional setup work and development and it requires adjusting some of the, the, the standard flows. Whereas my understanding of it is that that's just native in the platform that, that by default, that Proximus enables you to do split deliveries within the checkout. Um, and you can, yeah, as you said, you could send something to collection, you could send something for delivery. Does it also work with payment methods? So are you able to split payment methods in the checkout? Like say you had a subscription product you were trying to set up and you had a, a, a single product that you were paying by card. Yes, you, you can do it, of course. But what is interesting is that even if you have uh, to split your uh, shopping cart, your basket into two, uh, three different delivery methods, because you want it or because it's only solution to have other products, you can choose to have one single payment um, with a credit card, or you can have uh, multiple payments uh, using a gift card, a credit card, and perhaps uh, other things. So it is possible to do that. And um, um, it's um, another part of the of the this uh, shared basket and this uh, unified basket, as we call it, is that you can use it to start your uh, uh, customer journey on one channel. You can put products into the web uh, into the into the into the basket, and you can uh, um, abandon the checkout on the website, for example. Go into a store. Um, take back your uh, your uh, shopping cart um, or talk to the sale associate who can take back the, 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 the basket, the content of your basket and finish the checkout into the store with you. And how does that work? Because um, I'm used to this where it's, it's kind of, it's restricted to either it's based on a logged in customer and therefore that basket is associated with account, an account and therefore in store you just sign into the account for the customer, which is the simple version, right? Or yeah. somebody's had to build something on top which allows people to save the basket with a unique shareable URL that can then be accessed. But that's additional development in order to enable that, that process. So how does, how does Proximus enable me as a customer? I'm at home, I'm on my mobile, I've created a basket, I'm not logged in, and then I'm in store and I, and I want the store person to access it. How, how does it do that technically? Yeah, of course, when you have an account, it's very easy to do that. But when you don't have an account, um, we propose uh, several solutions. Uh, for example, we propose to, 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 to save your, um, your, your basket, the content of your basket, by just uh, giving us um, an email address or a phone number. Uh, and you can um, go back in two days um, to the website or uh, a mobile app or go into a store and give just this information and you can have back the content of your basket and finish it. Uh, this, is, um, this is really the core of, of what Proximis can offer because um, you said you can do it perhaps uh, with custom development with um, other solutions, but keep in mind that um, 
modifying the checkout, the, 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 the basket, the roles of the checkout and the basket is very difficult because it's, it, it's the, even the, the core of all e-commerce platform to ensure that everything is okay, everything is secured, uh, and uh, you won't have to, you, you don't want to, to, to lose a, uh, a single order because there is a bug uh, into your checkout system. So that's why we, we wanted it to be native and fully configurable and not to, yeah. to, to, to let you develop something, custom development, long cost, and, uh, and, uh, and so on. Yeah, and I think that's a nice thing, isn't it? And it's also the, the simplicity of the customer experience. So I think the, the best way that I've seen it done is through big commerce where it generates a unique shareable link. But the difficulty of that is you can't remember a long string of a URL, so you have yeah. to have sent it somewhere. Whereas it's much easier for a customer in store to give their over their email and phone number because that's their their that's their their um, identifiable information. So it's a smoother user journey, definitely. Um, yeah. Interesting. And could you um, what? It's always nice to hear about um, case studies from existing clients. Uh, we've talked about unified commerce, unified checkout, shared persistent baskets. Can you give a couple of examples of existing clients who are doing this and, and, and you know, getting good results from it? Let me take that one um, and speak about La Grande Recre. Uh, it's a toy retailer, 150 stores. Um, they have about 900 sales reps and um, they've implemented Proximus Unified Commerce, the whole platform, and they've observed an increase of plus 16% of, on the average order value and an increase of 130% on the conversion rate. And um, in fact, the benefits of unified commerce have been fantastic uh, for them and for our clients in the toy industry, um, because with the unified baskets, they have been able to adapt to every um, different situation. Christmas, for instance, which has seen a, an, a high increase in the number of unified baskets as some toys were being um, becoming out of stock in some stores and were available in other stores. And you know how, how kids are. They have those lists um, for Santa Claus and they want those gifts. And parents would just pick up the, the products that they wanted. And it was very convenient for their consumers to be able to have different delivery methods under one single basket. Um, another of our clients, Jouet Club in the toy industry, has been able to launch curbside pickup um, during the lockdown and um, one of the major benefits of the platform is that the configuration for this curbside pickup service on Proximus was done in two minutes literally and um, it required about two additional days for staff training but um, this client has seen an increase of 2,000% on sales only by selling online um, the products available in the stores. So the performances have been exceptional and um, it, it clearly showing that with Proximus they're able to be resilient, creative, to react on time and um, during every um, peak period we can observe high performances like um, Black Friday for instance. Still talking about the toy industry last year there has been an increase of 159% um, for our clients as compared to Black Friday 2018 in, in terms of figures. It's, uh, that's quite an interesting point you made because I guess one of the key um, challenges, frustrations with, with technology generally is how long it 
takes to turn on a feature. So there might be a great feature, but it, it's, it takes a lot of development work to fully enable it how the business wants. So it sounds like one of the, the key challenges that your clients face is not so much turning it on, but enabling the process that then sits behind it. So it kind of feels like that, you know, it's, it, this is exactly how technology should work. It should enable, and then the challenge should be the business on the process side, not on how they can get technology up and running. Yeah, totally agree. And I even have another example because, I mean, everything is just so unpredictable. You need that kind of flexibility. And the other example I'm thinking of is Agnes B. I'm talking about them because they have um, shops in the UK. They have about 10 branches across the globe. And um, they've migrated their e-commerce platform from Magento to Proximus and launched e-reservation and click and collect initially. And um, the lockdown happened and they were able to focus on sanitary guidelines during the lockdown. And uh, when after they reopened, they accounted for an increase of 272% um, percent in sales in the UK only. And, um, and, and since the, the results were highly satisfactory, now they're currently um, working on launching very soon the ship from store and the MPOS in store um, to keep on benefiting from the unified basket and um, the unified commerce proposition. So, so I agree, um, it's about how, you know, how, how fast technology can respond to your needs and strategy and uh, give you um, the possibility to implement whatever you need as fast as possible. Yeah, that, that brings me back to like the last key question I have for you both is, um, you know, you, you talk a lot about the the uh, core platform being modular because you've got the different elements of it. Uh, you know, and I know you recently came up with with um, solution packages during COVID um, to help different business scenarios. So what would be good to clarify for our listeners is you know, some of them might um, have an e-commerce platform. And they might not be ready to change and therefore not think about, say, Proximus or e-commerce, but they might need to improve their OMS or vice versa. How does it work? If, if a, if a customer is, actually, I don't want your e-commerce platform, but I really, we need a better OMS and these capabilities are, um, look key. Can they take the OMS separate or is it a one-size-fits-all, basically? Um, well, we did. Uh, you rightly pointed out that we've came up with different offers in order to adapt to the current situation. Now, I'm not going to delve into the details, but for the listeners who do not want to take the proximity e-commerce platform, um, there's one thing they need to know. And to answer to your question, they can use only the order management from Proximus to orchestrate the orders coming from several channels, website, mobile app, and so on. And that way they can benefit from two main features. Um, the first one being the creation of a better promise for their products to display to their consumers, um, offering a better visibility on availability um, by using all their product stocks and the second one is the order orchestrator, which can route and split the orders to the different locations. So there were houses, stores, a distribution center from a supplier. There really is no limit. So for those listeners who don't want to take the Proxenius e-commerce platform, um, you can even use, I mean, you can even use the order manager with one single feature if you want. If it's a quick win that you need. Um, you can use the order management to add, for instance, a pay and collect checkout um, that can be live on your product pages in about 30 days and, um, and already be able to um, start that journey to Unified Commerce. So we have 
some customers um, who have been able to implement this um, feature, for instance, on their website, and who are now able to sell online products that are in store, and they use the order manager from Proximus just to fulfill these orders in the stores. Okay, cool, thanks. Uh, and, and commercially, how does it work? So what, what is the, the, um, the uh, licensing model? Because there are so many different models out there, like platforms that a percentage of GMV, platforms that have a license fee depending on the size of the business. Um, I, I know it's not always like a, a fixed number, but how, how does it work? What's the general commercial setup, you guys? Well, we have an annual license fee. Um, depending on the number of um, transactions that are expected to go through the platform. And that's generally calculated with the retailer based on um, previous numbers or what they're expecting to, um, to, to generate and to do on, on, the, on the year. And we're fully transparent on the way that it's calculated. And um, yeah, that's pretty much, pretty, pretty much about it. Nothing new into the sun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, simple, simple is good. It makes it easier for people to understand. Um, cool. That's been really interesting. That's covered off the key questions I wanted to ask you. And I think that's probably given people a good flavour for who who you are, where you fit, and and how you're kind of differentiating yourself against other other platforms. Um, inevitably, when people first hear about technologies or they learn something new about a technology they've heard of it leads to hundreds more questions in their brains about the how bit and how do we implement and we we can't possibly on one podcast give all of the solution answers under the sun so if people want to learn more they've got a specific scenario where they really want to understand technically how you would solve it how do they reach out who do they reach out to well i'm i'm only a call away um i we're grateful for this opportunity, so we're glad to, to be able to, to have this um, you know, episode with you today to be able to at least give a little flavor of what we can offer. Regarding um, the different offers and the different scenarios, um, there's an email address on which um, I'm, uh, I can, they can reach out to me. Um, there's also a website, um, so www.proximus.com. Um, and we have a LinkedIn page and we are uh, present on Twitter as well. So at Proximus Unified um, for Twitter and Proximus for LinkedIn. Um, just, you know, raise a hand, shout out. Uh, we keep it simple. We're reactive. We'll be happy to hear from you, even if it's for a casual conversation to understand the challenges on which, um, you know, they, they are working, retailers are working at the, the moment. Um, we're happy to to discuss and, and then um, see where we can help, if we can help. Fantastic. And um, for, for the more technical side of our audience, if somebody's thinking, I'd love to actually get and look behind the scenes of the site. Do you have uh, demo sites that developers can get a look at or is it more about contacting you and getting a uh, proper demo access? Yeah, it's about contacting uh, us to, to get the demo access because uh, we, um, we, we, um, we will uh, show you um, the front and the back end and some examples of um, customer journey uh, uh, across channels. And after that, you can have an access, full access to a, a specific demo dedicated to you, and you can try everything. Cool. Excellent. Um, well, Anais, Eric, uh, 
really, really enjoyable talking to you both as always. Thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast. Um, and for everyone listening, I, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it's uh, it's been useful to to learn a bit more about a platform that's not as well known in the UK, but is making good good ground here. So um, yeah, have a lovely day, both of you. Likewise. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Really enjoyed it too. Thank you very much. <laughs>